Good Saturday morning. It's February 13th, the day before Valentine's Day. Thanks for tuning in and letting us be part of your Saturday morning. I'm Will Bangura, and you are listening to Pit Talk today on the Pulse of Arizona 1100 KFNX, where we take your calls and answer your pet behavior and training questions each and every Saturday morning from 9 to with your pet just not listening. Maybe you've got a bird that's bonkers, a rabbit with bad habits, or a temperamental turtle. Doesn't matter if it's a cat or a dog or what kind of pet problem it is. That's what we do here on Pet Talk today. I'm here to help you deal with all of your pet behavior problems. So call me right now and learn how to correct those unwanted behaviors. Pick up your phone and give me a call. If you're in Phoenix or the surrounding area, the number to call me is 602-277-5369. That's 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix, you can call me toll-free. That number is 866 536 1100. So yeah, give us a call. That's what we do here. We welcome your phone calls and we welcome listening to uh, whatever is going on with one of your pets. And uh, we'll put together a plan for you to help end those nuisance behaviors. Well, folks, she's back after a bit of an absence. Welcome back, yeah, Brittany. Good morning. Good to be back. It's been about two weeks. It has been. Seems like it's been forever. It feels like it. Yeah. So last week you went camping, huh? I did, yes. My fiancé and our dog, Kona, we went up north, and it was beautiful and, yes, much needed. I bet. Now, you know, you just broke all of our uh, male listeners' hearts when you said that, <laughs> that, that you have a fiancé, but uh, but congratulations on that yes, as well. Yes, thank you. As well. Um, and then you had an interesting couple days with one of your dogs, right? Yes, my poor Kona Bean emergency vet visit. Um, he has an abscess on his or in his mouth, which was causing significant facial swelling. Yeah. And you were there for a long time, weren't you? We were there from ten AM and I finally got home at about five o'clock. Now did you go to the emergency animal hospital for that? We did, yeah. yes. And then when you got there, I'm guessing, I could be wrong, but did they come out to the car, talk to you, and then bring mm-hmm. the dog in without you? They actually didn't, no. So I was in there with him oh, mostly okay. the whole time. They nice. came out, did a quick triage of his mouth, um, and then just told us to wait. They didn't say it was going to be about six hours, but... <laughs> sure. Well, maybe they're lifting some of the restrictions uh with COVID, because yeah. I know a lot of people, um, when they bring their pets to the vet, they've just got to go ahead. And got it. lucky. Okay. Okay. Well, we thought as a result of that, that a little bit later on, we're going to talk about the importance of oral health yes. with dogs uh, and with cats. And how do we get them comfortable with letting us brush their teeth Mm -hmm. so that, you know, hopefully they're not going to have horrible, you know, dental problems. But before we do that, it's time for Pet Talk News. (music) 
In our first story, <clears throat> Pet Rooster is reunited with owner after being found in Cracker Barrel parking lot. Thomas Ramsey's Pet Rooster went missing in the parking lot of Cracker Barrel. It's always good to be reunited with a friend, but during a trip to Alabama, Mississippi resident's beloved pet went missing in the parking lot of a Cracker Barrel. Fortunately, when locals were made aware of the missing animal, they stepped up and helped reunite the pet with its owner. According to reports, Thomas Ramsey stopped at a Cracker Barrel in Cullman, Alabama for lunch while on a trip with his friends. He had brought along his pet rooster, who by the way is named Peep, but decided not to bring the bird into the restaurant with him. Instead, he left the rooster on a leash tied to his truck, as he says he had done many times before. Unfortunately, when the group returned to the car after eating, Peep was reportedly missing. Ramsey told the news outlet, I went back into the Cracker Barrel and it was very hard for me to say this with a straight face, even though I was panicking. Do you have any cameras in the parking lot? I think someone stole my chicken. <laughs> Ramsey called local authorities for help and connected with a local animal control officer after checking with nearby farms and still not finding the bird. Ramsey decided to post about the missing pet on Facebook. According to Ramsey, locals immediately started responding, saying that they would help look for the bird. While Ramsey eventually had to start driving home without Peep, he had good news coming his way. He says that while he was about a half hour away from his home, he was contacted by a nearby farmer from the Coleman area who said he had found the rooster. Apparently, Peep had been found after he returned to the Cracker Barrel parking lot. Ramsey and Peep were reunited, giving this story a happy ending. In our next story, a Tennessee man leaves $5 million to his pet border collie. It won't be a dog's life for a Tennessee canine whose owner recently died. Lulu, an eight-year-old border collie, will be living the good life in Nashville after inheriting $5 million in her owner's will. Martha Burton, Lulu's caretaker, told reporters Lulu's owner, Bill Doris, was a successful businessman who wasn't married and died late last year. His will states that the money should be put into a trust for Lulu's care. It allows for Burton to be reimbursed for reasonable monthly expenses in the care of Lulu. He just really loved the dog, said Burton, who was friends with Doris and would take care of the dog when he traveled. She says she doesn't know if she could ever spend $5 million on Lulu, but she said, you know, I'd like to try <laughs> with a smile. And that's today's Pet Talk News. And interesting that you had been talking about um, Kona's mouth mm -hmm. and that abscess because are you aware that February is National Dog and Cat Dental Month? That's really ironic. <laughs> yeah, it is. So one of the things that we're going to be talking about is how to get your pets used to having their teeth brushed because a lot of pets, they hate it, mm -hmm, you know, they sure and they struggle with it. And so we're going to talk about step-by-step -step how we can get dogs and cats desensitized where we can go ahead and uh, brush their teeth.
But before we do that, we'll do that on the other end of our break. We are needing to take a quick break. Um, I'm your host, Will Bangora, and you're listening to Pet Talk today on 1100 KFNX, where we take your calls and answer your pet behavior and training questions each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. We'll be back right after these messages. We'll be talking about how to teach your pets to enjoy brushing their teeth. Raised by wolves with canine DNA in his blood, sharing funny tales about your four-legged fur babies, answering questions, some even ridiculous, and taking your calls, it's Pet Talk Today with your host, Will Bangura. To have your questions answered or to comment on today's show, call the KFNX listener line at 602-277-5369. 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix call toll-free 866-536-1100. Now, back to Pet Talk Today with your host and everyone's favorite pet behavior expert, Will Bangura. Welcome back, everybody. I am Will Bangura, and you are listening to Pet Talk Today on the Pulse of Arizona, 1100 KFNX, where we take your calls and answer your pet behavior and training questions each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Do you have a crazy cat or an out-of-control dog that desperately needs some training and behavior help? It doesn't matter what kind of pet you have. That's what we do here on Pet Talk Today. You give us a call. We listen to what the problem is. Then we go ahead and put together a solution for you to start working with your pet and finally put an end to all of those unwanted nuisance behaviors. So give me a call right now and learn how to correct those behaviors. Pick up your phone. Give me a call. If you're in Phoenix or the surrounding area, the number to call is 602-277-5369. That's 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix, you can call toll-free at 866-536-1100. Before we went to break, um, I had mentioned that February is National Dog and Cat Dental Month. And so one of the things that I thought would be a good topic for uh, us to talk about is how do you get your pet used to having um, you brush its teeth? You know, because a lot of pets, uh, they really, really fight it. Um, and so it's not that it's that difficult. Um, but most people just go right in there with a toothbrush and start going to town. Or, Brittany, are you familiar with these things that fit on your finger? I call it a thimble. You might be a little... Yeah, doesn't that usually go on your thumb, though? Um, well, it can go on your thumb when it's a sewing-type thimble, right? Uh-huh. But in this case, it's kind of rubber. It's like a thimble. But it actually fits on your index finger and basically goes down eh, not much further than uh, where that first joint is. So it's, you know, maybe an inch and a half long. And there are little rubber bristles on there, Mm -hmm. which is a lot. Okay, so Zach, our producer, said they're called finger brushes. That would make sense. 
Thanks, Zach. But <laughs> but those finger brushes um, are a lot easier than putting a big long toothbrush in you know in the dog's mouth. I am not familiar with that. Interesting. Okay. Well, if you need any, I bought. Um, I wanted to buy one and by accident and realized on Amazon they were going to be sending me five hundred of them. Oh, so wow. if you need a little finger brush. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've got some that you can take home and begin to use. Okay. Now, it doesn't matter whether it's a finger brush or you're using a regular toothbrush. One of the things that we have to do is we have to break this down in very small steps. And we've got to try to turn something that would be a negative into a positive. So imagine you don't know anything. You don't have the ability to use logic, reason, critical thinking, and here comes this long object and somebody's shoving it in your mouth, okay, <laughs> yeah. and moving it around, okay. Um, you might be upset too, right? Um, but one of the first things that, that you need to do, um, and we've talked in previous shows about marker training, about clicker training, and we're going to end up doing an entire show just on marker training and clicker training. Um, but to recap just a little bit, um, marker training, clicker training is a communication system that allows us to communicate to the dog when they do something that we like and that signals to them that not only do we like that behavior, but that behavior in that exact moment that it is marked either with a click, so a dog sits, we click, or a dog sits, we use a verbal verbal marker like yes. The dog understands that means we want that behavior, that behavior is getting a high-value food reward. But initially, that clicker has no value. It's just a sound click. Yep. The word yes initially has little to no value for the dog. It's just a, a sound Wah, 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 wah. So <laughs> I do that all the time because dogs pick up tonality. They don't understand the words so much. It's the tonality. And I do the wah, 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 wah to kind of let people know that as far as dogs are concerned, we kind of sound like that teacher from the Peanuts, yep. you know, cartoon, <laughs> that character. Um, but our tone of voice is really important. If something very, very positive happened with yes, whatever tone of voice you used, yes. I, I suggest you use a happy tone. Yes. Um, whatever is associated with that over time, the dog will begin to view yes as um, having value. Now, we could say yes and punish the dog, and now yes would have a negative connotation. Mm-hmm. We could say yes and give a food reward. And it would have a positive connotation. So what we do is we take about three or four days. We take about 30 high-value food rewards about the size of a pea. And every day, 30 times in a row, in a row, click, give the treat. Click, give the treat. Click, give the treat. Or if we don't want to use the clicker, we can use a word like yes. Yes, give a treat. Yes, give a treat. Yes, give a treat. That's all you're doing. Just that. You're making the association with the clicker meaning it means I'm getting food, or the word yes, that means I'm getting food, so that we can actually use those markers, the click or the word yes, to mark a behavior with perfect timing and signal to the dog, A, that's what we want, 
And B, that behavior is getting you the jackpot. You're getting paid out for that. As far as dogs are concerned, these rewards like high-value food rewards, that's their currency. That's their pay. Mm -hmm. That's their pay for a job well done. When they realize that that work can get paid, they'll work much harder. Well, it's no different if we've got a dog that maybe is nervous or anxious or fearful. We've got to desensitize them. And brushing teeth, that's one of those things that we need to begin to desensitize. Um, now, every dog is going to have a different level of apprehension, a different level of anxiety when it comes to having their you know teeth brushed. There are some dogs you can just stick your finger with one of those finger brush. Is that right, Zach? <laughs> with either the finger brush or a regular brush in, in their mouth, and they do just fine. But that's not all dogs. Definitely. Definitely. A lot of dogs are going to fight you. So the first thing that we need to do is forget about just shoving that toothbrush in their mouth to start with. Forget about just using that finger brush and sticking it in their mouth to begin with. Now, there's two things. If you've already been brushing your teeth and the dog hates it, we have to start things differently than if you've never brushed your dog's teeth and they really don't know what this is all about. So I'm going to start with a dog that has had its teeth brushed but doesn't like it, okay? So some people will tell me, hey, I bring out that toothbrush and Fluffy just takes off running, okay? And I said to them, when does the dog take off running? As soon as it sees the toothbrush, I said, oh, okay. So I said, how about, how about you go ahead and take a toothbrush that you're not going to use and set it down next to your dog's food bowl, but five feet away. Very non-threatening, five feet away. Mm -hmm. Um, don't pick it up no matter what you do. And I don't care if the dog puts it in its mouth and picks it up himself, but what we're hoping is going to happen is that that dog's going to go to its food bowl and eat, and it's going to keep seeing that toothbrush there, associate eating and food that it's not such a bad thing. Um, but that's the beginning part of maybe making the association. Now, if the dog's so scared it won't even approach the food as a result of it, um, then we've got to take even a further step back. And that is, for example, putting that toothbrush um, in the middle of a room and then having somebody bring the dog out from a hallway or a room. And as soon as the dog actually sees it, you would click and give a high value reward. Just the fact that the dog just turned its head and was looking at it gets a click and a reward or yes and reward, whatever that marker was that we conditioned previously, you know, three days in a row, click, treat, click, treat, click, treat. Mm -hmm. So the dog understands that click means treat or yes, treat, yes, treat, yes, treat. So that the dog understands yes means treat. When the dog even notices that toothbrush, then we can go ahead and click. And if we do that over and over and over, for several days, that dog's going to begin to view um, that toothbrush in a much less threatening way 
It hasn't moved. We haven't brought it towards the dog. We haven't stuck it in its mouth. It just notices it and good things happen. I see it. I get a click and I get a reward. We're going to come back and talk a whole lot more about how to get your dog ready to uh, have its teeth brushed without being afraid. If you've got a question, give us a call at 602-277-5369-602-277-KFNX. We've got to take a quick break and go to the news. But when we come back, we'll be talking more about how do you get your dogs used to having their teeth brushed. We'll be right back. Raised by wolves with canine DNA in his blood. Sharing funny tales about your four-legged fur babies. Answering questions, some even ridiculous. And taking your calls, it's Pet Talk Today with your host, Will Bangura. To have your questions answered or to comment on today's show, call the KFNX listener line at 602-277-5369. 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix call toll-free 866-536-1100. Now, back to Pet Talk Today with your host and everyone's favorite pet behavior expert, Will Bangura. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. I am Will Bangura, and you are listening to Pet Talk today on the Pulse of Arizona, 1100 KFNX, where we take your calls and answer your pet behavior and training questions each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Do you have a crazy cat or an out-of-control dog or any other kind of pet that desperately needs some training and behavior help? Are there nuisance behaviors just driving you crazy? Are you fed up with the fact that they're just not listening? Well, if that's the case, give me a call. That's what I'm here for, to help you deal with and correct all of those unwanted behaviors. If you're in Phoenix or the surrounding area, the number to call is 602 277-5369. That's 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix, you can call toll-free at 866-536-1100. Before we went to news, we were talking about uh, the fact that February is National Dog and Cat Dental Month. And we were talking about... um, what we can do, especially for dogs and cats that really hate having, you know, their, their, uh, teeth brushed. The uh, first thing we talked about is we've got to create a marker system. We've got to be able to, within zero to a half a second, reward a animal for a behavior that we want. And it's difficult to get, especially for using high value food rewards in a dog or in a cat's mouth within zero to five seconds of them doing a behavior that we want. So we precondition, click, treat, click, treat, click, treat, click, treat, many, many times, 30 times a day, three or four days in a row, until they understand that click means that they're getting a treat. Now we can be a little late with that food reward because before the break we were talking about, you know, if we've got a cat or a dog that absolutely hates a toothbrush, put it in the center of a room, and when the dog just happens to turn its eyes or the cat just happens to turn its eyes to look at it, we click and we reward. Well, we might be five, ten feet away from the dog or cat 
And we've got to go over then to the dog or cat to give the food reward unless they come running to us. But either way, it's going to take longer than zero to a half a second. However, when you've got the marker condition, when you've conditioned click equals treat or yes equals treat, and you've done that work, now when you mark with yes, now when you mark with click, your timing is never off. It doesn't matter if it takes you three seconds to get the food in their mouth. That click, that yes, is a bridge to the food reward, and that's been conditioned in the animal's mind. So the first thing is just creating positive experiences and positive reinforcement for a dog or a cat just looking at the toothbrush. And you do that for, you know, maybe a week. You're going to bring out that toothbrush maybe two, three times a day. Do that for about a week. And then what you're going to do is you're going to increase the criteria. Increasing the criteria means that you're going to ask for a little bit more before you click and reward. So where initially we were clicking rewarding when the animal's just looking at the toothbrush. And they've gotten comfortable with that. And and we can tell, hey, they're expecting that click and treat. We're going to hold off a little bit when they look. We're going to wait and not click right away. And what we're going to wait for is to see if that animal, dog or cat, doesn't matter, will move just a little bit closer. And if they do, we click and we reward. And we do that over and over again. And then maybe after a week, we raise the criteria again where they've got to actually go even a little bit closer before the click happens and they get a reward. Mm -hmm. Then we do that every day, two or three times a day. We do that for about a week. And then we raise the criteria again. And that criteria is they've got to be a little bit closer. The goal would be to try to get the dog or cat to go all the way up to that toothbrush where before maybe 15, 10, 20 feet away from it, they would never go near it. Mm-hmm. So that's what's called gradual and systematic desensitization. And flooding would be where we, oh, we just take that toothbrush and just start brushing away. Well, you're always going to have an animal running away from you if that's, if their initial uh, concept of that brushed and having their teeth brushed was was negative. Now, once you get to that point where the animal's going really close to it, then the criteria changes where you actually pick it up, click and reward. Because again, remember, I'm talking from the perspective of a dog or a cat that had a bad experience. Okay? So I'm teaching the hardest part first. Some of these steps can be skipped. If you have a dog or a cat that didn't have a bad experience with their teeth being brushed. And that's where we're going into now. So the next step for dogs and cats that had a bad experience will be the one I'm going to talk about now. But this is also the starting point for people with dogs or cats that did not have a bad experience with their teeth being brushed. So now the next step is going to be to go ahead and put something very yummy on the toothbrush. And I'm not talking about canine or feline toothpaste. And by the way, folks, you cannot use human toothpaste with your dogs. There are chemicals in there that are very, very bad for them. Okay. So you need to get a special uh, toothpaste 
uh, from um, some kind of pet store or from your veterinarian that you can use to brush uh, your pet's teeth. But you're going to put something yummy on that brush, and I'm not talking about the toothpaste. You're going to go ahead and put something yummy on there, like, um, I don't know, maybe a little bit of uh, chicken gravy, beef gravy. Maybe you're going to go ahead and uh, schmear on there a little bit of peanut butter. I'm kind of, my preference is peanut butter, mm-hmm. okay? Um, and I'm just going to let them sniff the brush and start licking it, okay? And once that is a very comfortable thing for them, to do. Oh, and I will click. As soon as they start licking, click. Why do I click there? Because it's actually kind of in their mouth. Again, we're shaping this behavior. It's like, imagine we have this big hunk of clay and we want to turn that into a beautiful, beautiful vase. Well, that takes time. We have to shape it. It just doesn't happen in one step. We're doing the same thing with these behaviors. We're shaping what we want incrementally, mm-hmm. breaking that down into little baby steps. All right. So now we're at the point where the animal is okay with having uh, the toothbrush where it's licking the yummy stuff on it. Great. We're going to do that for a few days. Remember, we're going to click. Dog or cat's licking on that brush. Then the next step after doing that for a few days, and that's very comfortable, is we present that brush, and it's got the tooth, or excuse me, it's got the peanut butter on it, or whatever yummy stuff you put on it. Maybe your dog or cat hates peanut butter. Find what they love. Mm -hmm. Put it on it. Now they're going to start to go lick it, because we know that's what they did in the last step. And what you're going to do then is you're going to go ahead and you are going to push it towards the teeth and you're going to give one or two tiny little very light brushings. When I say a brushing, I'm talking about just grazing a tooth back and forth one time, very little pressure, click and reward for that. Then you're going to do that again. And you're going to do it again and again and again. Just that. You're not actually brushing a lot of teeth. You're just going in and touching the brush so that the dog or cat gets used to the bristles, gets used to the pressure in its mouth, but very, very light pressure. Very light pressure. And we click and reward. We're going to do that two or three times every day. We're going to do that for about a week. Now, if we get to any of these stages, any of these steps in the process, and your dog, your cat starts showing signs of distress, uh, they start pulling away from you, you need to back up a little bit. You're working faster than your animal's ability to be desensitized to this, and you can only work at the pace of the animal. And you have to read what they're doing as far as, you know, your, your feedback, um, that you're getting from the pet. And, and you can tell when they're distressed. You can tell when uh, they're pulling away. If that happens, you back up a step. Uh, you start working that previous step a little bit more. Make sure you've got very high-value food rewards. So uh, whatever they're licking off that brush, it's got to be yummy, 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 yummy. Um, okay, so now we're back to the point where, <clears throat> excuse me, we've got that brush in their mouth. We've given a very light, little, tiny brush um, they're still licking or eating the yummy stuff that we put on the toothbrush. 
We're going to do that for several days, uh, two to three times a day, making sure that we're clicking and rewarding. And then at that point, we go to the next step. And we're going to be talking about that next step when we come back from our next break. But we've got to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. I'm Will Bangura. You're listening to Pet Talk Today on the Pulse of Arizona, 1100 KFNX. We're here each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Be sure to join us. As I said, when we get back, we're going to be talking more about how to desensitize your pet for having its teeth brushed. We'll be right back. Raised by wolves with canine DNA in his blood. Sharing funny tales about your four-legged fur babies. Answering questions, some even ridiculous. And taking your calls, it's Pet Talk Today with your host, Will Bangura. To have your questions answered or to comment on today's show, call the KFNX listener line at 602-277-5369. 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix call toll-free 866-536-1100. Now, back to Pet Talk Today with your host and everyone's favorite pet behavior expert, Will Bangura. <laughs> Welcome back. If you are just now joining us, I'm Will Bangora, and you're listening to Pet Talk Today on the Pulse of Arizona, 1100 KFNX, where we take your calls and answer your pet behavior and training questions each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Do you have a crazy cat or an out-of-control dog that desperately needs some training and behavior help? Are you fed up with your pets just not listening? Maybe you've got a bird that's bonkers. Maybe you've got a rabbit with bad habits, a dominant dachshund. Maybe you've got a Pomeranian with potty problems. It doesn't matter what it is. That's what we're here to help you with, to resolve those unwanted behavior problems. So give us a call. If you're in Phoenix, the number to reach us is 602-277-5369. That's 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix, you can call us toll-free at 866-536-1100. Before we went to break, we were talking about how to desensitize uh, your dog, your cat, your pet, um, to be able to brush its teeth because there's a lot of dogs, a lot of cats that have issues with it. And since February is National Dog and Cat Dental Month, I thought that uh, we would go ahead and talk about that. Um, so before the break, we were talking about the various stages and steps that we have to go through to very gradually and systematically desensitize the animal to having its, you know, teeth brushed. And you don't start by just shoving that toothbrush in their mouth. That's only going to make it worse. You don't start by having somebody pin the animal down while you do that because that is very negative. And as far as the dog or cat's concerned, that's punishment. And then that's the last thing they're ever going to want to do again. So we talked about how to gradually build up to the point where we're at now the next stage. 
that next stage, you know, after we've just gone ahead and put the brush with the yummy food reward in their mouth and maybe gave one brush or two, what do you suppose we do next, Brittany? <laughs> Keep going. Keep going. It's not a trick question. We would then maybe go a little bit longer, but we're keeping the pressure unusually light. This is not the kind of pressure to begin with you would normally be brushing with. It's very light. Your stroke movements with that brush are going to be very slow, but you can do it a little bit longer in the next step. Okay? Then after you've done that two, three times a day, after you've done that for several weeks, and that is something that's very, very comfortable for your pet, your dog, your cat, then you're just going to go ahead and do the same thing, and you're just going to brush a little bit more. Until you can get to the point with unusually light pressure, you are being able to brush or get that brush moving back and forth on all of their teeth in their mouth. But you build up to that, you know, one tooth at a time, two teeth at a time, four teeth at a time, five teeth at a time. It might seem tedious and might seem that it's very time-consuming, but it's going to be a whole lot more time-consuming if your pet has a really bad experience, okay? And if you can't brush your pet's teeth um, you know, you might as well plan in three or four years to spend, you know, six, seven, eight hundred dollars to have it done under anesthesia. Mm-hmm. So if you want to avoid some of those costs and have better oral health for your pets, um, brushing their teeth is, is really, really important. So now we get to the point where we can brush all the teeth, but it's slow. Very slow with the brush and extremely light pressure. And again, remember, there's yummy, yummy, yummy stuff on that toothbrush. If, if if they run out of it, you just start feeding them more and more. Don't worry. I know somebody's like, yeah, but you're getting the teeth all dirty right now. Well, let me tell you something, okay? When my son Tyler, hopefully he's not listening, when he was two years and nine months of age, I became a single father. And overnight, we had to have a completely different routine, okay? And all of a sudden, he's up with me very early. I need him to brush his teeth. We have the smallest window of time. He threw an absolute temper tantrum until I told him, look, if you brush your teeth, you can have an M&M, mm-hmm. right? Teeth are clean. Here comes some chocolate, right? But it only took about a week before he was fine just brushing his teeth and I didn't have to keep reinforcing with M&Ms, okay? So the only thing I didn't do is click, but he got it. So back with the um, brushing of your dog's teeth, your cat's teeth, um, the next step's going to be to add a little more pressure. But you want to do that gradually again. And in some cases, you may have to add a little pressure and all of a sudden it's too much for your cat and they pull away too much for your dog. They pull away. They're uncomfortable. Well, what do you do? Back up. Go to the previous step. You're brushing, but brushing lighter. You went too firm too quickly. And then you got to back up a little bit. Remember, this is very gradual, systematic desensitization. 
And counter conditioning. Counter conditioning means there's something great that's happening with something they didn't like. And so the yummy stuff on the toothbrush, their favorite food item. I like peanut butter, but you know, whatever they might like. Some like liver sausage, that works good. I like peanut butter because it keeps them, you know, doing that a whole lot longer. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of lasts longer. Um, but you get to the point where now you can add a little pressure and little by little, Day after day, week after week, you get to the point where you're able to brush all the teeth for the appropriate amount of time with the appropriate pressure that is going to actually clean the teeth. Okay. Now, how often should we be brushing our pet's teeth? Well, if we're... Working on getting them used to it, we want to do a little bit of work every day. Mm-hmm. Once they're comfortable with that, I mean, ideally, it would be great if you could brush their teeth daily. Okay. Okay, that would be ideal. Um, I almost hesitate to say this, but because their physiology is different than ours, um, their teeth don't have to be brushed as often as ours would. Mm-hmm. But... Um, you know, sticker shock of a six, seven, eight hundred, nine hundred dollar uh, vet bill to have them put under uh, anesthesia to have their teeth clean. You know, uh, motivates some people yeah, <laughs> you know, oh, to want to want to brush yes, brush on on a daily basis. Now, for those of us like myself that feed a raw diet, mm-hmm. um, you can feed a raw diet, and, and your your dog's teeth at fifteen are are going to look just about as clean as as the day they were born. Um, so there's a lot of stuff in, in commercial foods that, uh, that kind of, uh, mess that up. And also with dogs, bones, you know, that, uh, they can chew on that helps clean their teeth, uh, as well, um, is really, really important. Um, lastly, when we're talking about it, if you've got a dog that's really, really struggling with it, um, teaching a place command where they can get up on a dog bed or an elevated cot, they've been taught to stay there with heavy distractions, can help to keep the dog from squirming away. Mm. That can help from keeping the dog squirming away. Um, you know, there's more that we could get into with um, brushing uh, teeth when it comes to um you know, dogs and cats. The biggest thing is to remember, take it slowly. We're not in a rush. We're not in a rush to make this happen. Make it fun. Lots of positive reinforcement and, and do it that way. So, hey, if you've got a dog or a cat that you've been having problems with, give this a shot. Let us know if this is something that is working for you. We love to get your feedback. By the way, if you've got a question and you want to email me, you can email your questions at will at pettalktoday.com. That's will at pettalktoday.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to our podcast. Go to Apple Podcasts. Look for the Pet Talk Today podcast. Subscribe to that. And if you like what we're doing, please give us a positive review. Reviews are always something that we love. We are just about out of time for today. Um, Brittany, thank you for being here. It's always uh, a whole lot more fun when you're here. <laughs> and you also add some really good uh, questions to what we're doing. Um, be sure to join us next week on Pet Talk Today. We'll be back 
next Saturday from 9 to 10 a.m. where we'll be taking more of your questions relating to any problems that you have with your pet. Don't go anywhere because after the next break, we are going to be hearing from Angie Samuels and the Safe Money Show radio program. I'm Will Bangura. Have a great weekend. Wear your mask. Stay safe. We'll see you next Saturday. Thanks, everyone. News, talk, sports. The Pulse of Arizona. 1100 KFNX.